Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Second Thoughts Podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm I- Paula. Oh, <laughs> we already fucked that up. <laughs> I'm Sophia. And I'm Paula. And this is Second Thoughts Pod. We're getting better. Yeah, um, we're, we're still messing it up, but I mean, at least we're trying, guys, okay? That was both in our heads. We both intro. knew. Yeah. yeah. We both knew to introduce each other mm-hmm. or to introduce ourselves. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, the the sibling telepathy didn't work out there. Yeah. First off, we just wanted to say it is downpouring today. Mm-hmm. Like Unfor- lightning, thunder, and everything. So if you guys hear thunder and just the rain falling that is why we're just gonna give you a heads up it's here for the spooky vibes mm-hmm. it's here to set the tone halloween so. is uh this weekend yep very exciting what are you guys gonna be for halloween well you know what we should do we should do like a thing where they send in their costumes and we can feature them on our story for oh, halloween that'd be cute you guys heard it here first make sure to follow us on second thoughts pod we're gonna have a prompt where you guys can share your halloween costumes with us Mm-hmm. and we will share it on our instagram yeah that'd be fun we suck at dressing up well i don't want to speak for you i suck at dressing up paula hates halloween yeah <laughs> i'm not even celebrating it i think i'm going out one night and then i'm going home to spend it with my 15 year old brother <laughs> <laughs> yep uh guys all right we have to address something about our voicemail which we okay <laughs> Please let us know if you guys have been trying to voice, like, leave a voicemail at our previous number, which, I mean, no one has reached out in the DMs or anything, so I'm not sure if anyone has been even calling calling, us, but our voicemail, we didn't realize it just was not our number anymore. It stopped working. I don't know what happened, but it's not our number anymore. How did you know to test it? Because I was wondering, like, we didn't have this many followers and listeners a year ago. Yeah. And we were getting a good amount of voicemails. And I was really curious why we weren't getting any, any, any voicemail since the start of this season. And I was confused. So is our number even working? And then I asked Paul, I was like, Paul, can you test out our voicemail real quick and call it? And she called it. And who, who answered? He says, you've reached John. Please leave a message after the beep. And I was like, John. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have been leaving your voicemails to a random number, but I just don't understand how that was our number before. And we use Google Voice. So we chose that number. I don't know if it like expires at a certain time or something, but long story short, we chose a new number. We have a new number now. Hopefully... If you guys ever run into these issues with our voicemail, please let us know. Because we had no idea. I don't know how long this has been. Not our voicemail, but um, yeah. We also didn't know because we were getting a lot of emails. So we've just been looking through our emails for the thought of the day. But I want you guys to leave voicemails because I want to hear your voice so that we can add it into the podcast. That being said, make sure to call us at 609 609- 808-2185. That is our new mailbox number. 609-808-2185. Yeah. So um, really sorry about that, guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we didn't realize that. I mean, I just... How would we have known? It worked all year last year. Mm-hmm. And suddenly when we start back up season three, it's no longer working and it belongs to a John. Yeah, I need to figure out if this voicemail expires at a certain time because we would need to be up on that. So, yeah, <laughs> our bad but I don't guys. think so. I don't think so. I think I don't I don't know. 
Again, guys, 609-808-2185. Every time I say this phone number, I feel like an infomercial personality. Anyways, let's do some life updates. What's going on in your life? What has been going on? Nothing. (laughs) I, oh, ooh, 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 update. I did just recently get my booster and my flu shot and it knocked me out completely Mm -hmm. knocked me out i slept for three days straight for sure i'm not able to get my booster yet because it hasn't been a full six months for me but i know paula and a few of other our other friends have gotten the booster too Mm -hmm. so that's probably the only other update um for halloween i'm dressing up as a 70s girl although jordan likes to think that it's 60s but i'm pretty sure like flower power was the 70s I, I still don't really know. I'm just winging it. Halloween is in uh, three days. Yeah, I just, you know, guys, I have succumbed to just keeping it simple and finding anything in my closet to do and then using my makeup to create a look. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've really dressed up for Halloween at all. There was one time where Jordan and I were Lilo and Stitch, and I think that was the most effort I put in. I bought a hula skirt off of Amazon. I remember that. And I made Jordan's ears. Yeah, I remember that. But I did nothing else afterwards. I don't even remember what I wore last year. Actually, I take it all back. There was one year where I put in a lot of effort for my costume. It was my first year in New York City, and I want to look hot. So I was the dude from Beetlejuice. (laughs) I remember. Yeah. I had the cutest pantsuit. I don't even know where that is anymore, but it was a black and white striped jumpsuit or pantsuit it was a blazer and pants and then i wore a lacy uh top with it it was the cutest thing and my roommate at the time was the bride so Mm -hmm. she wore red tulle all over and it was the cutest outfit you know i feel like there was a lot of thought into it even Mm -hmm. though a lot of people do beetlejuice but it was different you know i feel like yours and jordan's costume would have been really nice the one that you initially thought of the idea of wanda and vision if you guys just had more time to actually Mm -hmm. like find the stuff to be it yeah i think that would have been so good maybe next year yeah i wanted to do wanda and vision in their halloween costumes in wanda vision it was so cute, guys. We, we They were trying. We were all at the Halloween store looking for yellow tights. Um, a cape. A, yeah, and just all these things. But it, was it just, just didn't work out. Yeah. Next but time. I mean, if they just had more time because they were just planning on doing it at like a family party or something mm-hmm. last week. But yeah. yeah, next time. But other than that, guys, unfortunately, nothing is interesting in our lives. Mm-hmm. This, is this, this is the reality. This is the truth. Unfiltered. There's nothing going on. Yeah, so... It, it, it's like that sometimes i got bruised in softball oh <gasps> update! I played, I played second yeah update guys we still have not won a game yet so wow, um, what an update i'm i'm hoping next week when we do our update we will come here with a dub but so far all else <laughs> <laughs> um we're trying mm-hmm. sophia oh sophia did really well she caught balls Meanwhile, I'm playing second. Don't really know what happens there other than go to second when there's someone at first. All I have to say is Nikki made me feel great. You know, she just mm-hmm. she just be like mine. And I'm like, go, go for it, sis. You mm-hmm. know, and Greg was behind me. He was um, right center. And Greg did great as well. He did great. Every time the ball rolled under my legs, he got it. <laughs> he got it. And, you know, 
it was great because there was one play where Nikki trusted me. She threw the ball to me at second and I caught it barely, yeah. but I caught it. Almost meanwhile, fell out of her glove, but meanwhile, she got the out. Meanwhile, Jordan looked at me at second, threw it to Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Yeah. And I looked at him. I was like, you don't trust me. He's like, no. <laughs> I can't even be offended because before that, I made like eight errors, but it's okay. Anyways, enough about softball. Let's get on to today's topic. This was actually a requested conversation from someone on Instagram, and they wanted to talk about me and Sophia's relationship or siblingship. Mm-hmm. Siblingship, right? Is that, a, is that a term? Do people use that? I've never heard of it, but we will create it today. Okay. (laughs) Well, obviously, you guys know that Sophia and I are siblings. We're fortunate enough that we're really close. But honestly, I don't feel like we were that close growing up. Yeah. We were close due to proximity, living together, obviously, and having the same friends. Mm -hmm. But we never really got deep or, like, close with each other. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, we had the same friend groups. It's not like me and Paula didn't get along. It was just just we existed. Yeah, we just existed (laughs) in the same space. (laughs) And I, the only way I can describe it is the state of acknowledging each other's presence. Mm -hmm. But there was really nothing more to it, honestly. Not because we didn't get along. Not because we didn't have anything in common. It just was the dynamic. Mm -hmm. Does that make... I don't... Now that I'm thinking about it, like, were we friends? (laughs) Okay, so I think we just, I don't know, we weren't very open. I feel like we, it was very, on the surface, we would talk about just what's going on, like, laugh Mm -hmm. about stuff, but it never really got that deep. Deep. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of how it was with all of us, I think. Yeah, yeah. So for some context, for those of you who are new here and don't follow Sophia on her YouTube or instagram where she's documented our family's entire life for the past 10 years (laughs) um sophia and i grew up in a family of six and we have four siblings total it's myself then sophia then mickey and then angelo paula is 24 i am 23 mickey is 18 angelo is 15 and i would say we're all very very close now Mm -hmm. and i would have to say we grew up getting closer Mm -hmm. because we lived farther apart yes i think for us we definitely got closer as we were growing up and kind of like finding ourselves Mm -hmm. and you know figuring out what we want to do and where we want to live and then that kind of created a relationship where we can talk more to each other Mm -hmm. um you know the saying distance makes the heart grow fonder i think that has really especially for me when i left for college i found myself talking to my parents more and just Mm -hmm us all i mean even all of us as a family when when paula left for college we all started you know going to visit her all together and started having our group chats of just catching up with each other because i mean i feel like the distance and us growing apart from each other was making us realize oh we we need to talk to each other i also think it's the age thing right angelo and i are nine years apart and so when i was 16 and he was five 
there was not much to uh <laughs> relate yeah there's nothing to talk about and so as we got older and i want to say within the past four six years mm-hmm. we've had more to talk about we're all huge marvel fans we all love competition we all love being outside and active we all love mm-hmm. traveling we all love food and so we've really bonded over that and also our brothers are now more confident asking us to pay for things <laughs> Yeah. And now that we have money, we're we're saying yes. Yeah, and I I, I want to go off on the age reasoning of that. Um, I think that because they were younger, and we it was I think me and Paul just kind of took the more just taking care of them role than actually being a friend to them. Mm-hmm. And I mean that came with just how young they were and how much older we were compared to them there wasn't really much to talk about and now with me and my brothers we're like watching the same things on tv we're Mm -hmm. indulging in the same things on social media and it's just more to relate to yeah someone asked me do you like having siblings what would your answer be i love having siblings yeah me too i think that Imagine if you said no, bro. <laughs> no, and I, I, I genuinely just feel like it makes you feel part of something, mm-hmm. I guess. And it gives you something to, I don't know, this is so deep, but it gives me purpose. Yeah. If that makes sense. It gives me purpose. Like there are people that I love unconditionally and who love me unconditionally. Yeah. You know, I like that you said purpose. I value family because of security. Mm-hmm. To me, I think it goes hand in hand with, you know, the term you use purpose. But for me, the word that comes to mind is security because I know that through anything, my family will always be there. Like I could go to jail tomorrow and I know my family would keep me secured in the knowledge that they'll love me regardless if I'm a criminal. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I think we're really lucky in that aspect because I know there are a lot of people who are not as fortunate to have that type of family dynamic mm-hmm. and that's something that i'm very grateful for so going off of that what are the pros and cons of having siblings okay let's start with pros i always have a friend we go on vacation a lot and it's nice to have someone to talk to again now that we're all older we get to just hang out and do stuff together but you always have someone to relate to and it's a running joke in our family now when we whenever we go on vacation how long it'll take for me and my mom to (laughs) get into an argument um so it's nice to have that kind of friendship with your siblings but yeah i think that's probably my my biggest pro for having siblings is that it's endless entertainment Mm -hmm. i would say yeah also one thing is that it's just a different level of comfort you have Mm -hmm. with a sibling than it does with any best friend any friend i feel like mm-hmm. um obviously there are best friends who feel like sisters or brothers to you but for me i personally think there's a, just a different type of comfort with having a brother and a sister you can really just be yourself yeah. around them and be unapologetic about it and th- they just kind of have to accept it for context guys sophia when we go home she only stays in angelo's room yeah like you won't catch her anywhere else she'll just sit in angela's room while angela's <laughs> playing minecraft or and we won't even talk i'll just <laughs> i just like to be around my brothers <laughs> what's also nice too is that you have someone who's always down to do something mm-hmm. the number of and times if they're not down you can force them yeah 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the number of times I've said, anyone want to go to Marshall's? Anyone want to go to Target? Anyone w- want to go get food? Everyone's like, Everyone coming. Says yes. coming, <laughs> coming on our way. Yep. I'll be in the car and I'll send a text. I was like, oh, I forgot to ask. So I'll send a text in our group chat. I'm going to Target. Anyone want to come? And then they come out of the garage <laughs> and just into the car. <laughs> so that's probably the pros. Um, what about the cons? Whatever they say really irks irks you, I feel like. Like it's you everything that they say irks you? Not just everything, but when they when they try to criticize you, I feel like for me when you or my brother say something rude or try to criticize me i take it more personally because i know they know me more Mm. compared to someone who's like randomly in the street to say something rude about me or judge me about something i'd be like well who are they to say that about me Mm -hmm. but when a sibling says it it's like it rubs me the wrong way because you know that they know you like that they know how to piss you off yeah basically so it's annoying well that the part that you said about them knowing exactly how to piss you off, that is probably the biggest con ever. <laughs> yeah. There are things that only my family knows about me because they just grew up witnessing what pisses you off. Yes. And so Sophia and Mickey specifically, oh, they love to target me. <laughs> like they know exactly how to make me mad. And they utilize it to their advantage. And it's that thing too, where they can get away with it because they're family and other people I would give, I wouldn't give them a second thought about grilling them (laughs) and burning them to the ground versus with you guys, anything I say doesn't even phase you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, for instance, me and Mickey are super stubborn. I think me and Mickey's personalities are kind of like similar in that way that Mm -hmm. we just know paula is very goody two shoes um she has she's the eldest you know she has to have everything done right and she has she plays by the books plays by the rules whatever um like this is something and mickey i see it in the way mickey does it to angelo (laughs) and this is what i used to do to paula when we were younger we would leave for school and we would go walk to the bus stop right and we have to close the garage behind us when we're (laughs) leaving the house. And I don't even know what would happen. I don't even know why I would do this, but I would just walk away and she'd be like, close the garage. And I think she would say it in a way that would piss me off. Like her, uh, the way she's her tone. It's 6 a.m. What do you want me to say? So then I would just be like, you close it. And she's like, no, I'm not closing it. I will literally walk all the way to the bus stop and not even look back because I know Paula will turn around and close that garage. That's so abusive. That's so abusive. You and Mickey (laughs) and Mickey does that to Angelo. It's so cruel for no reason. Yeah. It's so cruel for no reason. And that's why I just sympathize with Angelo. He is a saint. He is the most perfect boy ever. And and so am I. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's just kind of like a way that we know how to push each other's buttons and we just know each other's personality like yeah she's gonna turn around and close that garage because she's just thinking about oh my god mom and dad are gonna get mad if it's open you know something else and this is another con that i wouldn't say necessarily happens within our family again guys sophie and i are also talking about our very specific family dynamics so some of these things might not apply to you or to someone you know again all subjective anyways 
Another con is jealousy. Mm-hmm. I think our parents did a very good job about making sure we were all even, I want to say. Yeah. But they were never the type to be like, everything has to be equal, 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 equal. It was always give whoever needs it what they need mm-hmm. and understand that they need it now. It's like the term equality versus equity. Mm-hmm. Equality means that everyone can get access to the same goods. Equity means that whoever needs those goods gets them. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm not explaining it right, but there's this analogy between a tree, right? Let's say you're trying to get an apple and you both have two ladders. That's equality, right? Because you both have ladders to get that apple. However, equity recognizes that one person is six foot and using the ladder and the other person is three foot and is using the ladder. Equity means that the person with three, with who is the height of like three feet would get a taller ladder than the person who's at mm-hmm. six foot. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So I think our parents were very good about equity. Yeah. That mm-hmm. just that um, delineation between who needed something and giving us our needs. So yeah. Jealousy is one thing. Thankfully, none of us feel that way. Yeah. I feel Unless, like, have you been jealous of me? No, never. I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know. I just think that I've never felt that way about my siblings because I think our parents really did a good job at making us feel like we have to support one another and anything that we decide to do and anything that we want Mm -hmm. to always root for one another and that Mm -hmm. their successes don't determine ours basically um always telling us like it's our it's our own path and our own journey and not to compare ourselves to one another yeah and also I think also with the with the age difference you know our brothers are way younger than us Mm -hmm. so it's not like we're fighting for careers. Well, you know, the brothers. only now that I come to think of it, the only thing I was ever really jealous of was the fact that you got away with everything. And this this goes into the next topic, and it's about stereotypes of where you fall into the sibling ladder. I there's a lot of studies on this. There's the eldest who goes through all the pains and sorrows that others don't have to. Mm-hmm. They're more the maternal figures, the leaders, etc. Then there's the middle one who is stereotyped as the one that people forget about all the time. <laughs> you just ignored. And then the youngest who's always the most loved. And Sophie and I will also go into detail about our family dynamic specifically. But those are just the stereotypes. And and so in our, in our family dynamic, I clearly fit in the box of the mm-hmm. oldest person yeah. who is just, you know, Hold the family together. I mentioned in a previous podcast that meme from Squid Game where Ali is holding that guy as he's falling during the red light, green light game. And it said like the oldest sibling holding the family together. That is me. And I I felt that with every bone in my body. I hate being the oldest. <laughs> Paula has to plan the itinerary, um, schedule all the things for trips, just figure out everything, basically. And to be honest, I am so glad I am not that because I don't think and maybe it, it came with being a middle child. You know, you didn't grow up having that type of responsibility. I feel like if I were 
the eldest child, I think I would be in Paula's position because I think you just get conditioned into that because you are the eldest. Yeah, the one thing that I really loathed growing up and it still kind of haunts me to this day, honestly, was this constant pressure of having to meet standards, not only for my parents, but for my siblings, because my parents kept saying, oh, your your brothers and your sisters look up to you. Like you have to do this for them and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And you have to set an example. As someone who's growing up, who doesn't even know what they want to do, that was a lot of pressure. I'm not going to lie. I mean, now I handle it with grace. Now it's very easy for me to set a good example for my siblings because I know who I am. I know what I want to do. I know what's right and wrong. But at the time... It was like, the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What do you mean it's wrong for me to want to stay out after 9 p.m.? You know? Yeah. That never made... It's like little things like that where it always fell back to, oh, you're the oldest. You can't do this because it sets this example for your siblings nine years younger than me. And I'm like, they don't even want to leave the house. You yeah. know? It's like mm-hmm. little things it's, like it's, that. It's the pressure that comes with being the eldest. You know, you have to be this... You have to set this example and it can be hard because you don't even you have so many other things to worry about. Yeah. And then you have that weight on your shoulders like, oh, what are what are my siblings going to think of me? Or, mm-hmm. oh, I have to be perfect. You're put on this pedestal because you are the eldest. You are the example that your our parents are trying to set for yeah. me and my younger brothers. You know, oh. you get the boyfriend first. You get in trouble about certain things first. And then, you know you go through these things and our parents are gonna be like that's bad that's this is whatever and then they go through it again with the second with the second youngest and then they go it again with the third youngest and then the youngest and then it just kind of like lessens the load on them because they're like oh i've dealt with this before blah 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 blah. so i i know you definitely have gone through all that and has lessened that pressure on the rest of us (laughs) yeah yeah tell me tell me about your middle child experience i can't relate well to be honest that stereotype about the middle child just always gets ignored yeah it's kind of i don't think i get ignored i just feel like i don't have any set um feelings about it like how you have a feeling like yeah i'm the eldest i have to do this this that for me i'm just like well i'm the middle child i don't i don't really have anything to think about you know, there's nothing, nothing <laughs> and maybe that is because I'm ignored or like whatever, but I don't know. It's just, there's nothing that I'm specifically thinking about that I have a role in. I'm just living life. <laughs> That's very interesting. I want to say you and Mickey get away with so much stuff. And I think it also has to do with the fact that to me, even though Angela's the youngest, he's the oldest boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He does everything. He he learned how to boil water before our our 18-year-old brother did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of speaks volumes. Sophia and Mickey are the same. Me and Angela are the same. The only difference is Angelo is younger than Mickey. Mm-hmm. And once you and I left for college, it's almost like mom and dad had two kids only, right? Because mm-hmm. she, they only had two uh, boys living in their house. And Mickey was just not the type to be responsible for anyone but himself. Mm-hmm. And so Angelo grew up being a very, very responsible yes. young one. So Angelo, Angelo does is, not fit the stereotype of 
the the bratty youngest child who gets away with everything because of the most loved angelo's the most loved because he's the best yeah <laughs> he is so responsible for his age and he just obviously he's he's still a teenager he has his fits and he gets annoyed about things but he takes care of the family mm-hmm. and my dad who just left for the philippines gave angelo the responsibility to take care of the hot tub and didn't give it to our 18 year old brother so my dad is literally telling angelo to mix chemicals and <laughs> stuff and he did not give that to mickey just mickey. Has to throw out the trash mickey has to throw out the trash and um mow the lawn mow the lawn and angelo is sitting there mixing one fourth cup chemicals into <laughs> the um the hot tub um cooking angelo loves to cook and he he loves to spend time with my mom and he waits for my parents to get done work or whatever so he can watch, watch shows, shows with, with them, them together like, so wholesome yeah I, I i remember i was telling angelo, angelo did you watch um episode four of the loki series and he goes oh i haven't watched it yet i'm waiting for mom and dad uh to get done work so i could watch it together with them like what i know <laughs> Angelo makes me want to be a better better daughter. person. <laughs> Just a better person <laughs> in general. <laughs> Our 15-year-old brother is teaching us how to be better people. Yeah, he's setting the example. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you had to choose, would you stay where you are in the sibling ladder? Or yeah. Where you are. You'd stay the middle yeah. child? I think... Okay, so I'm thinking of it in two ways. In our family... I don't trust anyone else to be the oldest child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Truthfully, I don't. I think it would be me. I would I would stay the oldest in our family because otherwise otherwise we wouldn't be able to go on a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. No one would plan our vacation. True. Um, but in I don't know, in like when I get reincarnated or whatever, I'd like to try being the youngest probably. Mm. Just to have other people set the tone mm-hmm. see how it can spice things up you know yeah would because you, would you? i mean i did all the things by myself i signed up for colleges by myself My, mm-hmm. our parents are immigrants so they have no idea what higher education is like in the united yeah, states the common app i had to apply by myself applied for my loans by myself mm-hmm. guidance counselors all by myself yep and then when i had to do that my dad would be like, Paula, help her. <laughs> it was so annoying. <laughs> I mean, now I'm actively, now that I'm older and I don't know, established, I guess, I'm actively going to Mickey and being like, hey, did you apply to college? Do you need help with your FAFSA? But at the time when I was only a year older than you and like dealing with college and stress and exams, having a call from my dad saying, hey, can you come home so you can help Sophia with her FAFSA? <laughs> I was like, you help her (laughs) yeah but i understand you know culture barriers um obviously i went through it so i can speak better towards how to fill it out than my parents who didn't but yeah maybe i would be have we ever had any like real big fights you and i used to fight over the shower okay me and paula would fight about like dumb stuff but when it came to actual like real fights no i don't think have we ever I don't no. think so. We get into like dumb fights a lot. Like, okay, so often. we get we get into big arguments, but it's over things that aren't really that deep. What was our last fight about? I don't know. 
See, that's how insignificant they are. But I know it happens. But in the moment, we're so angry at each other and we don't talk to each other. Yeah, I remember I'll text Jordan. He's like, pissing me off. And then and then you you're texting him saying your girlfriend's pissing me off. And I'm like, (laughs) stop texting her. (laughs) Then I would text Jordan like, um, fix her or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) And that's really the extent of our fights, which is surprising because we live together now. Yeah, but I don't think we ever really fight about. But even anything. when we were younger, yeah, I wouldn't say yeah. we really fought about anything. Yeah, it would. I mean, if we did fight, it's over dumb things. Yeah, like Sophia. Oh, oh my God, when we were younger, Sophia and I would call dibs on the shower, and any time. Again, <laughs> this is just this is just abuse. Okay, guys, this is, <laughs> this is proof of abuse. Anytime I would call the shower first, and I clearly called it first, she'd be like, "Okay, I hope you like you could try." I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, I, I literally got in the house first and called the shower first. Like, that's how we play. That's the rules. Mm-hmm. I would go in the shower, guys. <laughs> and our bathrooms lock, but they don't lock. They're you one can of unlock the, it. You can unlock it with a quarter or like your finger or whatever. And I would be in the shower because it was my right. <laughs> I called it first. And Sophia would deadass unlock the door <laughs> and jump in the shower with me. <laughs> And then I'm like, if you're uncomfortable, then leave. Yeah. <laughs> she, would, she would get out. <laughs> I I hated her so much. I, I think that's what also comes with being a middle child. Like you're so you're very stubborn. And and Mickey would do that too with Angelo. Yes. <laughs> and he wouldn't go in it's, the shower, but he'd like stand in the bathroom. <laughs> so Angelo would feel comfortable changing. <laughs> it's a middle child <laughs> if that's not abuse i don't know i don't know what is but i guess that's a good thing right that that's all our fights really are i just realized i think we have never us as siblings have ever snitched on one another to our parents no because i'm afraid that if i snitch on you once you'll snitch on me yeah it's but i just think even just with our brothers and just dad our dad is probably listening to this dad there's so many secrets you don't know <laughs> <laughs> that have been kept between us four you know and th- i think that's also why i love having siblings i really love it like we all just that's just a type of relationship that i, I don't know sibling relationships are just different from parental relationships it's, like, it's kind of blind trust yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i'm curious if you guys trust your siblings because i i think i really blindly trusted you guys it was never we've never spoken about it about how oh you keep my secret i keep yours it was always just agreed on that it was always just like we knew when someone was doing something wrong and we would we would like hold each other accountable but we were like just next time don't do that yeah or i or i'd be like I didn't see anything, <laughs> but that would eat me alive because I hate hiding things. But yeah, it was, it was a blind trust because there was some stuff that I did too, that I'd just be like, we would just look at each other like, okay, and then just, <laughs> just keep moving on about our day. There's some things that like, you know, our young, our Mickey, Angelo, Angelo knows do, everything. Angelo knows everything, but he doesn't do anything. <laughs> but Mickey and, you know, he's he's getting older as well. And me and Paula kind of have that responsibility to take care of him and to make sure he's he's fine. And Loki, I tell Mickey, whatever you do, if you need me, call me. Yeah. And it'll be all right. 
yeah and and i think he understood what we were saying there but like back in the day it was just you and me yeah <laughs> doing god but, knows what yeah but i think that's like a that's what i also value about our sibling relationships is that we have each other's back and it's not that our parents you know don't have our backs it's just that there's just a different it's different it's, our parents care about our well-being all the time versus our siblings just goes with the flow you know yeah. it's also nice too because no one has ever said oh you owe me which i think yeah. i think that's when you go into dangerous territory and i've seen enough sibling tv shows you know where they enact revenge or they're manipulative and get back at each other and thank god our family is not like that at all because the things that i see on tv again they're all fictitious but they're all related to something real right they're mm -hmm. they're trying to capture a true moment yeah that shit scares me mm -hmm. have we ever said i'm sorry to each other i have but only i can only count in like my hands over the uh 23 years we've known each other <laughs> <laughs> i think it's an unspoken apology for yeah. siblings sometimes like there are times where if i know i really fucked up it will take me a second but i will say sorry but it's not i don't know it's i mean not there, there, there are some people who who can go into depth about a whole apology if i'm sorry about something i'm just like yeah i know i was acting like that sorry and then i'll leave it at that and mm -hmm. we kind of just know okay yeah you know that's the, that's all we're gonna get i have probably only said sorry to you three times once in thailand Mm hmm. I was surprised. Oh. But when I tell you guys the way she says sorry, she won't make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just text it. I text it. No, but like it's so funny because and I, I won't make eye contact. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so awkward. I'm like, stop. Like, <laughs> like, I know she's sorry. Like, you know, you're I don't even like there's I don't even want you to say sorry sometimes. That's how <laughs> awkward it is. <laughs> i don't know does anyone else feel that way <laughs> yeah i'm actually curious do you ever say sorry to your siblings one let us know on second thoughts pod on instagram and two have you ever been jealous of your siblings i'm very curious about this again i can only speak to our family dynamic but i'm curious to see how others react i have other friends who have siblings and they they snitch on each other all the time. Mm -hmm. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. And then I have another family, uh, another um, sibling family that I know that don't talk to each other at all. Yeah. And I think that's so, I can't even fathom not talking to my family, but I know that happens, right? Mm -hmm. um, something that I do want to say too is that Sophie and I are talking a lot about how our sibling dynamics work and like we said, we're very fortunate to have the family that we have. Um, hopefully this applies to you guys, not just if you actually have a family or siblings, but if you have friends, because uh, as as cheesy as this sounds, we are siblings by blood, friends by choice. <laughs> Sisters by chance, friends by choice, period. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so it's so corny, but like you get to choose your family too, right? Mm -hmm. and so even though we were born into this family and and thankfully we we grew up with parents who really instilled the the importance power of, and importance of family 
at the end of the day, we all made that subconscious decision to love each other, to want to talk to each other, to want to be around each other and to make that commitment every day to be a family. And it doesn't have to be your blood. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to keep that in mind, especially as we go into the holidays, too, because I'm getting a little deep here. But October, November, December are very family oriented holidays. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, the the month of thanks, of giving, of holiday cheer, celebrating with just family, you know. And, you know, we're very cognizant that we, we grew up with an amazing family, but we're also not ignorant to the fact that not everyone has that same dynamic too. So hopefully, you know, you guys are listening to us and can relate to us in some level, regardless of if they're your blood or if they're your chosen family. Yeah. So what are some tips for getting back into good graces? Maybe if you are not in that similar situation with us about we're really close with our siblings, like, what are some tips that we can give you guys for getting into good graces with your siblings? I mean, I we talk about this all the time, but like communication is key. Mm-hmm. I would say continue trying. Just reaching out. I feel like it doesn't hurt. Maybe if you haven't talked to your sibling in a long time, just reaching out and just putting yourself out there. I know sometimes it can be awkward or difficult to put yourself out there, but I mean how are you ever going to know if you don't try, right? And I think it's never too late to create a relationship with your siblings or family members if you guys aren't close. That is, it's the same thing with when you meet new friends at any part of your life, mm-hmm. you know? They can become so important to you. And you might think like, oh, I've, you know, I've known these my family for so long and we're not close at all. It's just like when you meet someone new and they become your best friend, you know? How can you give that person that type yeah. of... Um, chance and you can't and you don't want to rekindle that with a family member or a sibling that you may not have talked to in a while yeah that's a good point another thing too is to just put yourself in their shoes I think this is a really good example because as the oldest a lot of the times there was instances where I just couldn't understand why something happened or that I couldn't empathize with some decisions you guys made like I would get so frustrated with you guys and I was just looking at it the wrong way I was looking at it through the lens of an older sister who feels very responsible and I should have looked at it as oh I'm the youngest I don't know better Mm. teach me instead of scold me yeah you know so just put yourself in their shoes um think what you know think through their actions and what their motivations might be that might give you some insight into, you know, how you can better connect with them, how you can better communicate with them. And just, it's it's kind of like our last episode, you know, kind of self-reflection. Mm-hmm. It helps you be more cognizant of the people around you. Yeah. So going off of that, what are some tips for healthy relationships with your siblings? Give them space. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this one's important. Or I don't know why this is something I want to share. But I've just learned to let them grow up on their own. Don't like suffocate them or or hover. Yeah. Again, I'm speaking from the lens of an older sibling, right? Like mm-hmm. this is all I know. I <laughs> Yeah. I'm I, the oldest. Yeah, so for me, I know that that's that's definitely something that I 
agree with and just giving them space that's not something i consciously think about like oh i I need to give them space i think being a middle child you kind of know that they need their own space and they they're the ones that need to learn the lessons themselves and you know you can only be there to really guide them you can't be the person to do it for them yeah choose choose their life and their path for them Mm -hmm. and that's the thing with siblings especially being older to younger brothers um you know you see the choices that they're making and you know it it might not be the choice that you're making that you would make Mm -hmm. but you have to let them learn at their own pace and just make them make the mistakes that they need to make so that they can learn from them yeah you know i agree and another thing too is just to check in on them Mm -hmm. you know i think it's easy to not see or check up on someone when you're living together because you're like oh i know everything that's going on and then it's also easy to not check on someone because you don't live with them and they're not in your face every day Mm -hmm. right so subconsciously make it a priority to reach out and be like oh how are you doing is everything all right i think those little things and not just even with siblings but with anyone you know go a long long way Mm -hmm. because it shows that you're you care for them and it gives them an opportunity to open up to you yeah and also just like don't give up on them either i mean obviously it's it's different for us because our family dynamic is very close-knit so you know we always agree on the fact that don't give up on each other but i mean i think if you don't have a close relationship with your family you can create that dynamic. Yeah, like do fun things together. Whenever Sophie and I go home, we will go out to dinner, just us and the kids. We won't even mm-hmm. invite our parents. Yeah. We'll, we'll text them and, and say, hey, we're leaving. And they'll ask, where are you guys going? We're like, we're going to dinner. And they'll say, why didn't you invite us? We didn't want to. Yeah, <laughs> we, we were literally telling our brothers, hey, we're going out to eat. Um, be ready, bye, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's the word quality time for me. Mm-hmm. because even though you are under the same roof and you're in the same space you guys aren't doing things together yeah and so just because you're spending time with each other in the same roof you can't dictate that as connection time, yeah time well spent mm-hmm. you know you have to actually be engaged with one another and doing stuff together like there are times when we're we're in our house together and we don't talk yeah at all until we make the conscious effort yeah the conscious effort to be like hey guys let's watch a movie tonight hey guys let's go hang out in the hot tub tonight i mean you you and i do that sometimes too even here when me and my sister live together we make conscious efforts hey let's go out to dinner tonight or hey i'm stressed let's do this or Mm -hmm. whatever we make that effort to spend quality time with each other sophie and i go on vacation together once a year just Mm us yep can't wait till our brothers can come so they can finance us Mm -hmm. (laughs) that won't be for a while though i know they'll be milking us for all we're worth yeah (laughs) but again guys this is an episode that we wanted to do because not many people know that we have other siblings (laughs) yeah it's not just me and paula (laughs) um and a lot of the people that do watch us are filipinos and they grew up with large families some have better relationships with their siblings than others 
And this was a topic that Sophia and I really want to talk about because we are grateful. We are so lucky to have such an amazing relationship with our family and our two brothers and with each other. And we hope you guys are able to foster those relationships or build upon the ones that you currently have now Mm -hmm. because there is so much power in having a support system and no other support system matches the ones that I have with my siblings. Mm-hmm. Like my parents are cool too, <laughs> but my siblings are younger, so we can relate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe this is a sign. I I don't know what sign it is, but maybe this is a sign for you guys to rekindle a friendship, a friendship, a, a family a, member. Yes, um, a relationship with your older sibling, younger sibling. Maybe this is a sign for you to check in on on one of your siblings. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you dictate the people that surround you Mm -hmm. and i would not be half of the person i am today if not for my siblings yeah that's so cheesy so cheesy but so true guys so true and you know i hope everyone can find their little family as well sophia and i are very fortunate to have two ride or die brothers Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're really for real ride or dies guys <laughs> um and we hope you guys find that too so um moving on to our thought of the day which by the way guys remember we changed our voicemail number to 609-808-2185 um so you guys can leave us a voicemail for a chance to get featured in future episodes so let's listen to this week's thought of the day what's good what's good second thoughts podcast it's your boy at Easy PTA. Just kidding. I don't talk like that, y'all. But yes, I wanted to bring up the topic of just dating, um, relationships, but sort of how it may be portrayed differently for, for, for each person because what I've noticed is there's some people, maybe your own personal friends or others, some of your high school, they've noticed that they just are always in a different relationship. The keyword is different. Someone just someone new, and it's to me that's so weird that you can just move on from a different person to another and another within just one to two to three years. Because to me, I feel like dating is more serious. So how can you be in such a serious relationship, end it, and then two months later be in a new one? So my thing is like, do people think dating in a relationship is more of like what I think of dating is like getting to know someone? So when I think of dating, I think of, like, we'll hang out, we can be somewhat exclusive, you get to know them, and then from there on, then you decide to want to be in a relationship. But for some people, I think it's the opposite, where they go into a relationship and then test their dating, which is why, to me, it's like, do you actually have a deep connection with this person? Do you actually like this person? Like, how can you be in such a relationship? Give titles to it. And just go on with your day. I don't know. I've always found it weird that people move on so fast. Oh, but do they even move on is another question. Like, do they actually initially like that person? Something I've been pondering on as I go into my dating life. Uh, so, yeah, I want to hear your thoughts, what y'all, what you two think, since you two have very different relationships from what I'm aware of. Um, so just curious on what are your outlook on that. Do you think it's right that people move on? to certain people certain fat like move on to different people in certain situations very fast is that normal is that not normal and does your stage in life determine that 
So someone younger, someone older. Let's hear it. I know this is very winded, but I'm a winded person. Um, so, yeah, thanks for having this opportunity for me to ask this question. And I hope you all do justice. Um, I hope we do you justice when we answer this question, GZPTA. <laughs> um, that's our homie, Gio. Yeah. Shout out to Gio for being the best homie, the first person to call in for season three that we know of but at least our first friend yeah all our other friends listening what are you doing you're all fake why have you guys Send called us a in? voicemail um but anyways i would have to agree with you dio i think relationships you should be well this is for my my uh definition of it i think that you should get to know someone and then be exclusive see where it goes and how you feel about someone before putting the title on it and i think maybe I just agree with that more because you don't want to commit to something that you're not actually ready for. But for instance, I'm going to, I guess, just uh, talk about my relationship that I'm in right now. Me and my boyfriend now talked for eight or nine months <laughs> before making it official. And mm-hmm. to, for some people, I have told that to some people. They're like, what? Like, how could you talk for that long? Like, f- to be honest, I don't regret that because I really got to know someone before committing to them. I have a very, I don't want to say radical, Mm. but I have a very different opinion on this conversation solely because I think labels are stupid. Right. I don't believe in giving words power per se. And so to me, my first instinct was okay how do you define dating to me there are two types of uh, courtships i guess Mm -hmm. there's seeing other people or like seeing people so that's synonymous to going on tinder and going on multiple dates with different people and just see playing the field you know you are dating around you are trying to find someone that you have a connection with when you establish those titles of boyfriend, girlfriend, in our society, when you establish those in, in monogamous relationships, honestly, it's a monogamous relationship. You are exclusive. You're only seeing each other. And so that's that's that, right? That's something that you've established. But I, I feel like people put so much power into being a boyfriend or a girlfriend or, you know, being in a defined relationship and i i don't see the point if you don't want it am i making sense i don't so in my head why put a label on it if you're not ready to okay on the same page then (laughs) are we yeah i literally said that i was like why would you commit to something you're not you don't actually want or you're not ready for but i guess my argument too is that why what's the point of a label if you're not the type to hoe around, you know, see multiple people at the same time, that's fine. Just say it. Yeah. But I, I also agree with Geo in that I don't understand how, to me, like once you put a label, it's because you, you're for sure. You know. Mm-hmm. But so, some people just put on the label and then they test it out from there. Yeah, but like Why? You know how some people can just get into a relationship really but fast? But to me, in my head, it's because those people care too much about the label. 
like they don't actually care about the fact the exclusive part of it they care about the li- the label yeah, and like the di- i want a boyfriend I the want dynamic a yeah and sometimes i feel like some people think that putting a label on it will change the relationship yeah like, i mean okay i i finally figured out my thought and the only reason i'm saying this now is because i don't even think this question matters geo <laughs> i love you um this question is great but it just has me like second guessing everyone's thoughts on like relationships and like dating in general what (laughs) i think it's the beer y'all i i personally think that i don't know maybe because i just think i just take relationships a lot more serious like i'm not the type of person to talk to multiple people at once i just can't i'm not built like that so for me i'm just like if something if you don't feel like you don't feel that connection with another with this person i just wouldn't even entertain it how do you know if they're the one, if you have only talked to one person, you, it's just like how you have impressions of people. You can tell by their tendencies, what you click with or what you don't like. And just like how you didn't end up in relationships with other guys. Why do you think that way? Because they just didn't continue on. It didn't click. Well, for, I think in my situation, I was talking to multiple guys. Right. And until one stuck, that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to cut one person off. Let's dissect it into two types of people. Basically, to answer this question or to restate the question, there are two types of people. People who jump from relationship to relationship with the titles and then people who just continuously keep dating. For the people who jump from relationship to relationship, if we were to psychoanalyze them, I think it's a few reasons, right? They are either very sure of themselves and know exactly. Actually, I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> this could go because, both ways. Yeah, because they could be really sure of themselves like you, right? You you talk to one guy and he ended up being your boyfriend. I, in my head, that is either really lucky, really lucky, or you know exactly who you want. You found it mm. or you're dumb (laughs) because you put all your eggs in one basket right i think everyone has different reasons to why they get into relationships and that's why this question is kind of hard because you really don't know it depends on who you are yeah (laughs) we are not doing this question justice (laughs) at all but you know what geo i think the reason why is the same reason like how you can't figure it out either you know i think everyone is just different in how they cope with other people some people are just codependent sometimes they just can't be alone some people i mean that's probably the big thing right that's the most obvious answer people jump from relationship to relationship because they don't they they don't want to be alone yeah they can't fathom not being in a partnership yeah and sometimes people just get you know some i feel like sometimes people just think it's fun yeah i mean to me if if i had to put it really like really dumb it down to me dating is feeling things out no commitments attached, no expectations attached, just trying to get to know someone. And then once you know someone, then you can put these labels down if needed. Yeah. You know, if it's necessary. Some people find security in labels, and I think that's why they need labels. And then others just don't need labels at all. I mean, this was a really hard question. I'm glad you answered it because I think we can go into a huge episode about this versus just a thought of the day. And you've you've got my mind like thinking. I did not because it's it's something that you can't answer for other people like you can't you don't know why people do the things they do you don't know how and it's just the same way how 
you know, I have found myself wondering, oh my gosh, didn't they just break up with their boyfriend? How are they in a new relationship? I have found myself in those situations, like thinking about those about other people. And mm-hmm. it makes you question like, what is it? You know? Yeah. I mean, my boyfriend was the type to be in relationships all the time. That had me spooked. <laughs> I just think at the end of the day, relationships like take a leap of faith anyway. It's re- it's really risking your heart for another person and you know sometimes it's just deeper for some than others but i mean you do you you're the one dating yeah right so can't judge it for what you want to do at the end of the day i just hope you find your person exactly well thank you geo for submitting a thought on the day and calling us at 609-808-2185 we hope anyone listening in the united states will also do this but don't worry if you are not within our area code or whatever vicinity you need to be in order to call this number, you can always email us at secondthoughtspod at gmail.com with your thought of the day. Again, you guys can ask us anything. You can ask us for specific advice. You can talk about a topic similar to what Geo did in this episode. But we welcome any types of conversation that just really get our minds running. But yeah, it's nice to have these... Uh, thought-provoking conversations yeah so thank you guys so much for tuning in this week we will see you guys next week bye Bye.